Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm so glad that you're watching today's message. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. I believe it'll encourage you, it'll strengthen you, and empower you to make Jesus famous in your everyday life. Enjoy today's message, and I'll see you at the end of the broadcast. Praise God. Go with me to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, we'll do some brief review, get us some new territory tonight. Genesis chapter 1, we're going to start with verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, starting with verse 26. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. Come on, say it and put it in the chat. Say, have dominion. Say it out loud and put it in the chat. Say, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female created he them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. Come on, say it again. Say, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. As we've said before over the last few weeks on Wednesdays and Sunday, that phrase have dominion means to rule and to subjugate. That phrase have dominion means to rule and to subjugate. It means to rule and it means to subjugate. We said that word rule means to exercise ultimate power and authority over. That word rule means to exercise ultimate power and authority over. The word subjugate means to bring under domination or control. The word subjugate means to bring under domination or control. We all saw the word subdue in verse 28. And subdue means to bring into subjection and keep under. The word subdue means to bring into subjection and keep under. Now I go to chapter 2, verse 15, one of the other text scriptures we've been looking into on Wednesday nights. Chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Come on, say it out loud and put it in the chat. Say, tend and keep it. Say it out loud and put it in the chat. Say, to tend and to keep it. God put them in the garden to tend it and keep it. The word tend, as we talked about already, means to cultivate. It means to work. The word tend means to cultivate and it means to work. That word keep means to guard and care. That word keep means to guard and to care for. Now, we shared before that the original assignment was to cultivate and guard what they had been given and to expand their dominion over the entire planet. They were given dominion over the ground itself and all of the things in the air as well. If you do not operate in dominion in the original assignment, you will not be able to expand the areas of your dominion. Your authority is not random. It is connected to your assignment. Your assignment, as we talked about on Sunday, has expansion potential. However, you must use your authority and cultivate and guard what you have been given. So we talk about these four areas on Wednesday and on some of our Sundays. You must rule, you must subjugate, you must cultivate, and you must guard. You must rule, you must subjugate, you must cultivate, and you must guard. One more time, you must rule, you must subjugate, you must cultivate and you must guard. You're able to do all these things through the authority that has been delegated to you. And the same way Adam was given authority, you have given, been given authority by Jesus. And so we've talked about ruling these past two Wednesday nights. 
We talked about cultivating our Sunday. So go if you miss any of these messages, we put them on our Faith Plus app as well as our YouTube channel. And now tonight we're going to talk about guarding. We're going to talk about guarding. That word keep, as we saw in chapter 2, verse 15, means to guard and to care for. Let's go to Joshua chapter 1. Let's get into it tonight. We'll talk about guarding what God has given you. Now, we've already looked at how Adam and Eve didn't guard the garden that God gave them, the assignment that God gave them, because a serpent was able to come in and talk them out of what God gave them and talk them out of obedience to what God told them to do. So let's look at how to guard what God has given us. Remember, if you have to guard, that means somebody or something's going to try to take it. You have to guard what God has given you. Go ahead and say it out loud and put it in that chat. So I have to guard what God has given me. Come on, say it out loud, put it in the chat. Say, I have to guard what God has given me. One more time. I have to guard what God has given me. A lot of times we expect everyone else to do the guarding. We expect God to do the guarding. But guess what? You have to guard what God has given you. He'll help you, but you have responsibility in guarding what he has put in your trust. Joshua chapter 1, starting with verse 7. Notice what God tells Joshua. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe. Come on, say observe. Put that in chat. Say out loud. We'll get back to the word. Say observe. Observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe. There's that word again. To do according to all that is written in it. Then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I, have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, this word observe is the same word for keep that we saw in Genesis 2.15. This word observe is the same word for keep as we saw in Genesis 2.15. So it means to Guard. Now, when we talk about observing in this context of this context of guarding, this word observe means to fulfill or comply with a social, legal, ethical, religious obligation. People still talk about this word, you know, observing commitments, observing holidays. Observe means to fulfill or comply with a social, legal, ethical, or religious obligation. Now, something I want you to know as we talk about guarding tonight, in order to guard what, what God has given you, you must guard what he's told you to do. In order to guard what God has given you, you must guard what he told you to do. Now, when we look at Adam and Eve, if they had guarded the command that God gave them, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If they had guarded that command, then they would have lost the garden. Guarding the command was enable them to guard the garden well. But if they did, you don't guard the word God has spoken to you, You'll lose out on the things God has given you. Now, Joshua tells us ways to guard the word, guard what God has spoken to us, what it tells us to do. He says, observe, so how do you fulfill it? This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, which means you keep saying it, you keep speaking it, but you shall meditate. That word meditate, as we talked about before, means to think on. It means to imagine. It means to mutter. It means to roar. So that means you keep it in your mouth and you keep it in your mind. And if you do that, why do you do it? That you may observe or comply with or fulfill to do according to all that is written therein. So yes, guarding, you have to be strong. Yes, you have to be courageous. But in order to guard what God has said to you, you must continually think about what he said and you must continually say what he told you to say. 
through your saying and your thinking, your meditation on these principles will guard the word God has put in your heart. And if you guard the word that God puts in your heart, you'll guard the things God has given you. But when you do not guard the word, you'll be susceptible of not just missing out on a good life, you'll be susceptible to losing what God has given you. Because remember, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if you do not guard the word, you will lose what God has given you. Come on, say it out loud. Let's put it in the chat. Say, if I don't guard the word, I'll lose what God has given me. Say, if I don't guard the word, I'll lose what God has given me. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 2. We're talking about guarding what God has given you. So we already said this is how you guard the word. You have to keep it in your mind. You have to keep it in your mouth. And as you do those things, it'll help you do what God told you to do. Proverbs chapter 2. Now, of course, we've been reading through Proverbs this month and a no longer memorial made challenge. We encourage you. We're almost done. You're reading a chapter a day. Proverbs chapter 2. We'll start with verse 6. We'll look at chapter 2, chapter 3, and chapter 4. And notice what it says, chapter 2, starting with verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity in every good path. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you. We talked about that on Faith in the Morning. Understanding will keep you. What are we looking at? The protective power of wisdom. To deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths, to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house leads down to death and her paths to the dead. None who go to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you may walk in the way Way of goodness and keep guard to the paths of righteousness for the upright will dwell in the land and the blameless will remain in it but the wicked will be cut off from the earth and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it now let's go to proverbs chapter 3 verse 13 and then we'll go to chapter 4 and break some of this down proverbs chapter 3 verse 13 happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding for her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold she is more precious than rubies, and all the things you may desire cannot compare with it. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up. And clouds drop down the dew. My son, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion so there will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Then you will walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of the trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. How is he going to do that? Well, according to chapter 3, we're Psalm chapter 2. It's by the wisdom he's given you. Chapter 4, verse 5. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. 
living by the wisdom of God, which we have talked about so much this month, will help you guard what God has given you. It'll keep you from going down the wrong path. It'll keep you from associating with the wrong people. It'll keep you from falling into the influence of the wrong people. Living by the wisdom of God will guard what God has given you. Living by the wisdom of God will help you do what he told you to do in the word of God and will guard the things that God has put in your trust. Go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. So we talked about keeping the word in your mind, keeping the word in your mouth, thinking on the word. And we talked about living by the wisdom of God, always going after wisdom, always going after the wisdom of God. You know, this week on Faith in the Morning, we talked about it already a little bit. This week, we'll talk more about it tomorrow. It's making sure you're choosing the right wisdom. There's different types of wisdom in this world. You want to make sure you're following the wisdom of God. We've talked about it on Sunday. We've talked about faith in the morning. We've talked about it in the book, No Longer Mere Mortals. Make sure you're living by the wisdom of God and not all the other pseudo-wisdoms in the world. 1 Timothy chapter 6, starting with verse 20. It says, O Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge by professing it somehow stray concerning the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. The New Living Translation says it this way. Timothy, guard what God has entrusted to you. Avoid godless, foolish discussions with those who oppose you with their so-called knowledge. Some people have wandered from the faith by following such foolishness. May God's grace be with you all. Now, this word for discussions that we see in New Living Translation, of course, when we look at New King James as well, this word discussions or the New King James, the idle babblings and contradictions. Discussions is an empty discussion, a discussion of vain and useless matters. One of the things that Paul advises in his letters, especially his pastoral letters, is don't get caught up in these stupid conversations of people coming up with so-called new information to try to discredit the word of God and take you away from the path of God. So notice we told Timothy, this pastor of this large church, the largest church of the ancient world, avoid those discussions. And I think so, like, I don't have those discussions, but are you consumed with those discussions on Facebook or on Twitter or on YouTube or the chat section or whatever site you visit? Avoid it. Don't get caught up in the comment section. Avoid it. You don't have to be partaking in every single conversation. Yes, things God leads you to, you talk about it, but you don't, if you get caught up in it, notice what the scripture's saying here. If you get caught up in these conversations, you won't effectively guard what God has committed into your trust. And notice, people who got caught up in these conversations, Paul says they were led away from the faith. They followed what he called the foolishness. So the thing is, don't get caught up in these conversations. You don't have to partake in them. Avoid them. You don't have to always, you know, Proverbs talk about, you don't have to always answer everybody. You always got to say stuff. You're like, oh, okay, you can leave conversations alone. You don't always have to engage every single conversation. You don't always have to debate. You're listening to your heart. Holy Spirit, am I supposed to engage in this conversation? Do I need to say something? No. Then I keep moving. If I am supposed to say something, sir, what should I say? Don't get caught up in stuff you have no business getting caught up in. Because when you get caught up, you won't be able to guard effectively what God has given you. And much worse, not only will you lose, you can lose what God has given you. You'll start following the wrong path, following foolishness, and walk away from the faith. So don't get caught up in stuff you have no business getting caught up in. Avoid what he's calling these 
godless, foolish discussions. Now, he's not talking about, you know, you're talking about like a sports or video games or a movie you saw and enjoying conversation. That's not what he's talking about here. So don't get it twisted. He's talking about conversations that are designed to be combative. Conversations that are designed to get you away from the word of God. Conversations that are designed to contradict what God has told you to do with your life. Those are, and it has no backing of the scripture. It has no wisdom of God in it. These conversations that even if you could debate your point well, it's not going to change their mind. They're not going to open their heart to God. They'll just find something else to tap, type in all caps and just be outrageous and inflammatory online. He says, avoid it. In other words, stop listening to the trolls. So many people, you can see a troll comment on your video or on your post and you lose your peace from the day. Stop listening to the trolls. Block the trolls. Block them in, out of your mind. You can block them on your social media feeds. Stop giving in to the trolls. Because if you give in to the trolls, you won't guard effectively what God has given you. And then you can follow foolishness. Don't do that. In order to do what God has called you to do, you need to avoid these foolish discussions so that you can guard what God has given you. Let's keep going. Let's go to chapter two, excuse me, second Timothy chapter one. We'll go on in this way because, you know, he uses phrase committed to your trust. And that phrase lets you know that God has given you a deposit, a trust or a thing that has been consigned to one's faithful keeping. God's given you something to protect. You know, a trust, you know, it's a financial term. A trust is a fiduciary arrangement that allows a third party or trustee to hold assets on behalf of a beneficiary or beneficiaries. God has given you something that is your responsibility to keep safely, to guard safely, as we talked about on a previous Sunday, to cultivate. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13. It says, hold fast the pattern of sound words which you've heard from me. In faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus, that good thing which was committed to you, same phrase, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. The New Living Translation says it this way, hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me, a pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. The NIV says it this way. What you heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. So when you think about the deposit, here are just, it's not an exhaustive list, but here are some of the things that have been deposited or you have been entrusted with. You've been entrusted with the word of God. You've been entrusted with what God has spoken to you concerning your call, the path, and the way you are to live, the specifics for your life, the leading of the Spirit of God who lives within you and rests upon you. You've been entrusted with your individual gifting and talents and anointings and abilities and grace and anything else God has put in your care. So he's telling you, hold on to wholesome teaching, teaching that's based on the Word of God. And then through the power of the Holy Spirit, the leading, the equipping, the enabling of the Holy Spirit, guard. So follow the leading of the Spirit of God. He'll help you guard stuff. He'll also give you the strength and the boldness and the courage to guard things. But living by the Spirit of God, living supernaturally, walking in the Spirit will help you guard what God has put in your trust. Because with his wisdom and his insight, he'll teach you how to use your authority effectively. As we begin to close, go with me to John 17. 
John 17, verse 12, the Holy Spirit will help you guard what God has given you. The Holy Spirit will help you guard what God has put in your trust. So that's why you need to stay sensitive to his voice. Learn to hear his voice. Learn to be quick to obey when the Spirit of God tells you to do something. When he speaks to your heart, whether it's through the peace in your heart, whether it's through this still inward small voice, listen to his leading. He will help you guard what God has given you. You're not without a comforter. You're not without a helper. God gave you the Holy Spirit to help you every single day of your life, not just not with deep spiritual things, not just when you feel goosebumps, not when you just feel real strong move at church. No, he is there to help you through every single area of your life. John 17, verse 12. John 17, verse 12. Notice what Jesus says as he's praying here in John 17. He says, during my time here, I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so that not one was lost except the one headed for destruction, as the scriptures foretold. Now, we talked about it when we, because remember, this is for those of you who are new, we've been working on Wednesday nights concerning authority and delegated authority. In the first number of weeks, we talk about faith in the name of Jesus. And now, in this portion of our study, we're talking about delegated authority. And we talked about a few Wednesdays back, you'll find out on the Faith Plus app on the YouTube channel and on a podcast as well, that this word name means the authority. And the character thereof. It represents who a person is. And Jesus said, Father, I kept them through the authority you gave me. And we talk about the authority that Jesus walked in on earth, what he walked in doing his ministry, the authority to give given to him at his resurrection, which what he gave to us. We've talked about those different authorities throughout the scriptures. And notice what he said here when he's praying. He said, I've kept them all, all the ones you've given me, through the authority of your name. I kept him through your name. I kept him through your authority. I kept him through who you are. And so in this life, in order to guard effectively what God has given you, you must use the authority given to you in the name of Jesus. The enemy will try to steer, but when you bind him in the name, he'll have to back up and he'll have to stop what he's doing. But you have to know who you are and whose you are in order to use the name effectively. And when you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, he'll show you what to do and how to use that name effectively. And as you guard the word of God that was put in your heart, the word of God that you're reading, what God has spoken to you, and you're guarding it by keeping it in your mouth, keeping it in your mind, thinking about it throughout the day, Guess what? You're keeping your focus right. You're keeping your perspective right. So that when the enemy comes like a servant to lie and cast doubt on the word of God saying, did God really say? She's like, yep, I know what God said because I've been reading it. I've been speaking it. And in the name of Jesus, serpent, I command you to shut your mouth. When you're operating by the wisdom of God, it's keeping you from certain situations. And even when you run into certain situations because the attack of the enemy, you have authority to stop that attack. And when you're walking through life and people try to get you caught up in these vain conversations, these empty discussions, these discussions designed to take you away, you know, by the leading of the spirit of God and this advice of the word of God, so not, I don't have to engage. I don't always have to say something. I don't always have to listen to every conversation. I don't have to be in that comment section. I don't have to respond to the trolls. I don't have to deal with the trolls. You know what? I'm going to keep living my life and keep moving forward. You're guarding what God has given you. And one of the things we'll begin to talk about more is using that authority and operating that dominion to subjugate the enemy when it comes against you, to use your authority to bind, to use your authority to loose, to use your authority to subdue the attacks of the enemy and to keep him under. 
You have been given authority and you must use your authority well. If you want to accomplish what God has called you to accomplish, if you want to fully answer the call upon your life, if you want to walk the path God has for you, if you want to live the way you have to, God has called you to live, you must use the authority given to you in the name of Jesus. You resist the enemy and he will flee. You resist him because you're submitted to God. And you resist him because you're walking the way God has called you to walk. And you resist him because God has given you authority. Never forget it. You, it is your responsibility to guard what God has given you. One more time before we go. Say, it is my responsibility to guard what God has given me. One more time. Say, it is my responsibility to guard what God has given me. Last time. Say, it is my responsibility to guard what God has given me. And I've shared a few ways tonight on how you to do it. Put those ways in practice every single day. And you'll guard what God has put in your trust. And when you guard what God has put in the trust, you're setting yourself up for expansion. You're setting yourself up for increase, to expand your authority, to expand your dominion so that other lives can be blessed because you are faithfully keeping what God has put in your trust. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity we had tonight to get in your word. Now help us not just to be hearers of this word, but to be doers of this word so we may bless in our doing. We thank you for the keeping power of the name of Jesus. We thank you for the keeping power of your peace that passes all understanding, guards our heart and mind. Help us to live in that peace and not be caught up in vain discussions and empty discussions that rob us of peace and be caught up in the ways of the world that rob us of peace but help us guard what you put in our trust and help us to be hearers and doers of this word so we blessed our doing as it tells us in the book of James. In Jesus' name, amen, and so be it. Amen. I believe today's message encourages you, it's strengthening you, it's helping you to live the lifestyle of faith. If you're ever in the metro Atlanta area, we'd love for you to worship with us in person. You can find information about our different locations at fccga.com. Also, we have so many different ways where you can get the word. You can download our Faith Plus app. You could also visit us on our social media pages on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook on YouTube. We love for you to connect with us. We also have a podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as on Spotify. We have two. One is called the Faith Podcast and then we have our daily devotional podcast which is called Faith in the Morning. I look forward to seeing you on many different social media platforms and in person at Faith Christian Center. Thank you so much for tuning in and remember something good is going to happen to you today so expect miracles. God bless.